WNJH Radio, its owners and associates, take no responsibility for the opinions or statements made by the talk show host or their guests. Statements or show topics are not necessarily the beliefs of this site or the radio station, and opinions between talk show hosts may conflict. This site does not endorse anything as the truth. That you will have to judge for yourself, but we try to speak the truth on the owner's behalf and reserve the right to question the supposed truth. It is sometimes hard to get the truth, but we must try. It is not our intention to libel, discriminate, make hate, or annoy anyone. This site takes no responsibility for the opinions of others in the postings of comments in chat rooms or forum posts. WNJH Radio presents Voice of Freedom, a weekly political call-in show heard every Thursday at 7 p.m. Voice of Freedom will cover national, state, and local politics. Now here's your host, Dr. Otto Hernandez. Otto Hernandez here. It is my pleasure, but also my privilege, to host the Voice of Freedom radio program every Thursday night at 7 p.m. here on WNJH Radio. Rick, how are you tonight, bud? Oh, I can't complain, Doc. How are you? You know what? I'm living the dream. Living the dream in the state of New Jersey. Yep, yep. How do you... Uh, how's life How's life in the new normal treating uh, you? As, you know what? I've, I've heard... I, I'm up to here. Okay, and since we're on radio, people can't see it unless they're on live, Facebook Live. But I'm up to here with hearing people telling me in, on TV about the new normal. You and me both. They can take this new normal and shove it because I'm not a buyer on the new normal. Okay, I, I am simply not a buyer of the new normal. I prefer the old normal much, 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 much more than the new normal. And I don't believe that we're going into any kind of new normal or things have to be radically different. I, I just think we need to figure it out and get things right. I don't disagree, and I'm above that point where you're at. Um, but I'm happy to say that since Wild has allowed me to make my own coffee again, I'm happy. Um, <laughs> let's go to your first caller. We have a caller already. We're barely on the air. You are on the air live, Voice of Freedom. Hey, what's going on there? Um, what's going on? Well, we just started the program. You're our first caller. You name and name and where you're calling from? Uh, Gino from Hamilton. Excellent. Good to hear from you from the blueberry capital of the world. And what's on your mind tonight? Hey, so you know, I just want to tell you, man, you're doing a service to our uh, to our county, our state, uh, uh, even our country. I don't know how. I don't know if you get any numbers in, or if anyone's listening to you outside of our state. Um, I, I was at Bagliani's the other day. Someone was actually listening to your podcast in the. Um, Is that right? In, in the car, yeah, that's pretty awesome. And, you know, and they, they were, they were. I tell you what, they were freaking yelling. They were calling you a slappy, and I got. I can tell you, I got right in their face, and I, I got right in their face, and I told them, I said, "This guy is doing service to to America. He's a true patriot. Um, he is the he is the only the only guy um, that that said, you know." Keep your social distance. Wear your mask. This Fauci guy, he knows what he's talking about. Let's follow the data. Let's make sure we keep this social distance. Let's make sure we, we follow the path. As long as we need to be shut down, you know, a human life is, is, is more important than, than the economy. You know, uh, Dr. H, I, I got to give you, I give you um, the utmost credit. Um, you, you're the only one that, that, has been, that has been staying the course. You're not... Um, you're not placating to these loony right radicals who say, you know, let's get back there, let's get to work, um, you know, screw the life. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know if you have any take on this, but, uh, you know, I, I'm telling you what, man, you're doing a great service. I hope you're wearing your mask. 
Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I am not. I am not wearing. I got to be honest with you, G. I am not wearing my mask tonight. Well, I am, I am risking. Nuts. I am risking my life. I, I like to live dangerously. You're screwing me, man. You're not screwing anybody else. You're not living dangerously. You're a freaking coward. You're, you're screwing our common folks. You don't uh, care about old people. You sound like you sound like Governor Wolf of Pennsylvania. I'm a. I am. What are you a, a friggin' idiot? I am a deserter. <laughs> a deserter? You sound like a fucking clown. <laughs> all, right, all right, let's watch the language here, folks. Well, this... I mean, come on. How do you not? What kind of moron doesn't wear a mask? I wear a mask whenever I go outside. I when when I am you out in public. You didn't wear listen, one, you clown. Okay. You're, gonna, right, you're gonna need to. You're gonna need to calm down if you want to stay you on need the air. To calm down. You know why? Because you're. All right. All right. All Sorry right. About that was that. our first caller of the night, and and you know we've we've been running a pretty pretty good track record lately of our first caller being a crackpot. I don't get it. There's no need for that, buddy. And it's okay. You know what? We we are live. It's live radio. We don't screen calls. So, but if you don't bring something positive to the table, you're not going to be on long. So your friends aren't going to really get to hear you. <laughs> That's true. Anyway, uh, yes, I actually wear my mask all the time. I wear my mask whenever I'm out because I do believe in the in in following the uh, the mandates as they come down from our governor, um, regardless of what they are. I think our governor is not moving fast enough, and and you know we've talked about that in this program multiple times. Um, I know today he put out another another bunch of gibberish from from up high now he says that we are actually weeks and i quote him weeks and not months from opening so you know hopefully <laughs> we'll hold them to that weeks and not months mm, right you got another caller there Doc. we have a caller you are on the air voice of freedom radio program Otto, Dan from Winona. Dan from Winona, one of our longtime listeners and longtime favorite callers. Dan, I hope you got a little more to bring than the chooch who was on, uh, who called, well, <laughs> who called a little while ago. I won't turn on you like he did. <laughs> yeah, isn't that something? You know, they come on and they kind of soft soap a little bit, and then all of a sudden they do a one eighty. I've had a couple like that in the last couple of weeks, and you know what? I mean, I don't mind that, but bring something. Bring something. No, if, you're, if you're just gonna, if you're just gonna be, you know, gibberish incorporated, you're not gonna be on long. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta bring something. No, and I was put in a mellow mood by listening to Rick's choice of bread right before your show. Yeah, you know what? He was actually talking about that. He and I were talking about bread, and and I told him what a huge, huge fan of bread I am, and and I always preferred bread to that fugazi bread that came after them that band called air supply remember air supply oh come on you can't uh, yeah, say that. air supply oh. was air supply was a fugazi bread they uh, on that was like like the stuff bread would would write and wouldn't record that's what air supply would do. uh you're not right you're not right <laughs> let, let's let's hear what dan has to say Otto, we had a guy i think i think we you know we're having a nice week in the market yes there's some op you know optimism continues to uh, to grow. You know, states are opening up. Mm -hmm. People are, are starting to get out. After I talked to you Thursday of last week, I was in Ocean City over the weekend, and I'll tell you what, Boardwalk was mobbed. I mean, so I heard. Was, so I heard. It was uh, as crowded as as any typical summer weekend, and, and not a lot of masks. I would say about twenty five percent masks, which. 
you know, this shows shows optimism. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so well, it also shows that people are have just about had enough of all this nonsense and all of this theater, all of this safety theater that we're dealing with. It kind of reminds me when you go to the airport and they make you take your shoes and your belt off. All this nonsense. It's it's designed to give the the appearance of safety. <laughs> I'm not so sure. I, I'm not so sure how well any of it works because on any given yeah, well, day, depending on the doctor you listen to, one will tell you that it, that you know you need the mask. The other one will tell you you don't need the mask. But that's all right. Well, there's not. I'll, I'll still wear the mask. You know, I'll still wear the mask when I'm out in public. I won't wear it while I'm driving, though. I do see people wear it when they're... <laughs> and that one I can't figure out. What are you doing wearing it? You're the only one in the car, and you're wearing it. Yes, but you know what, Dan? Dan, I you know, not I don't know for sure, but I'm going to guess Dan does not wear a mask while he's driving. No, you know what? I, I do not, and, uh, and just in the last <laughs> week, I've, uh, I've started, you know, I've met with some clients uh, face-to-face for the first time, and... Uh, you know, and, and six, seven weeks, been doing a lot of Zoom meetings, mm-hmm. a lot of go-to meetings, and, uh, you know, starting to meet with some clients face-to-face. Very nice. They come into my office wearing a mask, and after about 10 seconds, they're like, are you good if I take it off? I'm like, I'm good. Uh-huh. And, uh, and and people are, uh, you know, by and large, they... Well, let's be honest. Unless you're, unless you're in your mid-80s, you're not, a, you're not in any kind of high risk. Um, and you know, the, the longer we, we listen to the data and, and the longer more and more real information keeps coming forward, um, you know, we know that this, a lot of this stuff is, is going to prove to be all fugazi, but, uh, in the meantime, you know, we're living through it. And as we live through it, we need to deal yep. with it. And the, and the market, uh, you know, the, the market is, is crept back up to its post, uh, post 23rd high. You know, March 23rd was the low in the market, and and, uh, and and we hit this peak, and then it backed off a little bit, and we're back. And and I think, uh, you know, there's optimism. Oil has stabilized mm-hmm. and slowly. Well, they they, they, they came bit. to an agreement that they weren't going to continue to price war, right, the Ruskies and the Saudis? Yeah. And and oil, it's up, you know, it's up substantially off its low, uh, you know, climbing up consistently, which is good. Mm-hmm. It's good. It gives stability to that market. As states start to open up, you know, there's optimism. So, you know, I think that's what's driving the market. No, I don't see it getting a whole lot higher quickly. Right. Yeah, um, and I think that's the way it's going to be. As as you've pointed out uh, on and off over the weeks, we're going to keep seeing some dips and some, you know, and some up, upward movement and so forth for a while. Yeah. Until we get well, people, until we get people back to work. Um, bring the un- that unemployment number down. That unemployment number is out of control right now, and uh, and get this thing going. Yep. And yep. you know, no, I- and you know what, Dan? What's happening is is the the, the people are making it happen. I, these blue state governors have, are showing no sense of urgency whatsoever. If they had their way, we'd be locked down until about twenty twenty four. So you know, it, the the people keep keep making it happen. I think I really think it's the people that are pushing these governors. Um, and not the other way around. I agree, Otto. Uh, and uh, and look, that gym, that gym in Belmar is a great is a great example. I don't know if you're sure talking about that on your show, but uh, we talked about it a little bit early on. But we'll talk about it some more tonight. But yeah, I I couldn't agree more. And there are other now. There are many other gyms that are coming forward. I I don't know if you noticed, but Murphy this morning said that 
that he expects gyms to start opening in the next few in the next few weeks, not months, but weeks. So you know that's mighty big of him that he's actually going to allow gyms to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and hopefully what a uh, guy. And hopefully they won't have any sewer backups in those gyms like, uh, like yeah. this poor guy Delmar had. Yeah, as far as we know, that's what happened, and that's why they they closed today. But they said they're cleaning up. Uh, Cleaning up the mess, uh, literally and otherwise, and uh, and they'll be back in business tomorrow. So let's hope. Let's hope. Yep. So I I feel good. You know, I'll keep giving you a market update. But we're up from last week, and and we're at a post uh, you know post apocalyptic high here. Mm-hmm. So I think I think things are going to continue to to climb up. Excellent. You know, I like it. I like it when you're upbeat. I like it well, when you call right, in and you're right. positive. You're upbeat. I like that. Now, bread put me in a good mood. Well, you know what? Bread will do that. Bread will, will bread. You know, I just I just got a text from one of my old buddies, Don Malvesi. A shout out to Maz, and uh, Maz gives a big thumbs up to bread, um, and he also gave a big thumbs down to air supply. So he and I are both on the same. <laughs> We're both seeing it in the same way. Air supply was. Air supply was the, 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 the I'm not even going to call them the poor man's bread. They were, they were the dead man's bread. I'm not, the, they were that bad. You're they were that right. bad. And bread, <laughs> right. bread was far and away of that soft rock, that melodic, you know, romantic type of rock. I mean, they were well, the, I, you, you got to stop because you're starting to hurt Rick a little bit. I can tell. Oh, I don't <laughs> care about Rick. He doesn't care about me, Danny. He never does. <laughs> it's all about him. Yes. Yeah, well, he even answered. Oh, yes, it is. He's just like the governor. It's all just about like, him. But we already know that. Anyway, Dan, great to hear from you as always, and uh, keep things keep things straight in in beautiful Winona. All right. Have a good night. You too. See you, Dan. Oh boy, oh boy. Now we're we're talking music. We're talking some sports. What do we have? Another caller already? Yes, we do. Uh, do. Do I get to do a monologue tonight, or no, are we just going to be dealing with call? You're on the. You're live you on the callers. air. Yes, I do. We're, we love our callers. Live on the air. Voice of freedom. Who's on? Who's on the other end? Hey, Otto, long-time listener. This is uh, Michelle from Winona. Michelle from Winona. This must be. Is it? Is it Winona night? <laughs> Maybe you're pretty uh, famous around these parts. I just want you to know. Well, you know what? I, I am. I am slowly. Little by little, becoming famous throughout the region, but I. But you know what, Winona, being as I like to say, you know, periodically to to Dan, the the Haddonfield of Gloucester County. So that's that's huge. That's a mouthful. Yeah. So that is uh, how we were. That you're right. We're often referred to. So you are you are a long you know like the proverbial first time caller. caller. Excellent. What's on your mind, Michelle? Well, I just, I had an interesting experience, and uh, I appreciate, I really support and appreciate what you're talking about in in terms of wearing your mask when you go out, uh, if you're going to be in in crowded places. Mm -hmm. I, uh, too, will start seeing patients on a one-on-one basis uh, probably next week, Uh, and I'll be be wearing the appropriate PPE. Uh Uh-huh. So one of the things that I think is interesting is today we had a first, the physician I work for, she actually does COVID testing. Okay. Had a, had a patient come in, was tested, and uh, we got the results today, and this particular patient was positive. Mm-hmm. So the doctor, you know, fulfilling her responsibility, called the patient and indicated that, look, 
your tests come back and you're, you have active COVID. Her first response was, well, I, uh, I have to work and, you know, there's a lot of false positives. Mm-hmm. And uh, at that point, you know, the doctor's like, look, I would, I, I would definitely consider getting another swab if you're not convinced and then swap right. self-quarantining. Yeah. Now, this is Good a patient, advice. but this patient works with, um, she's a social worker in a dialysis center. So, look, here she is, asymptomatic, felt fine. Uh-huh. So that's just something to think about, I think. So, you know what, if you're one-on-one with a, a client, a prospective, whoever, a, a patient, you know, you get to know, find out where, good screening is important is what I think. Mm-hmm. Before anybody who sits one-on-one, find out where they've been. We put in screenings in our office. You know, find out, have they, do they live with someone who happens to, you know, be, be in, in, on the front line? Mm-hmm. Or, um, you know, have they experienced symptoms? Those kinds of things before you're real comfortable with taking a mask on. Kind of like the first caller. That's all. Right. No, that's all. That's all very, very good advice. I, I think the more testing that we do, and and you know, we know now that more and more tests are becoming readily available. And that's going to, frankly, that's going to be the answer to see patients in doctors' offices and things like that. Mm-hmm. If you're a high risk person, say that's you know around a lot of COVID patients because you're working with them, you'll get a rapid test at the door. And that right there is going to negate a lot of the anxiety. And as businesses get back to work. But I've got to tell you, from a healthcare perspective, um, the PPE that we've put into place and have begun right now would be no different than if he opened this state up today or a month from now. And mm-hmm. that's what's really frustrating. Yeah, I agree. I couldn't agree more. So okay. keep up the good work, Otto. Well, you know what? I am, I am more than happy to finally get a call from Winona that, that actually brings something to the table. Usually, usually oh, Dan, that's the, not right. our, our regular Winona caller, Dan, is usually, I mean, I, I humor the guy. No, actually, he's, he's actually a very good caller also. But I he's truly, a good caller. He is. I truly appreciate your call tonight, Michelle. And keep up the great right. work out there, all right? Awesome, Adam. Take care. All right. Folks, we're going to take a commercial break, our first, our first commercial of the night. I'll give out our number, 609-593-9654, 609-593-WNJH, and we'll be right back. Pro Surveillance CCTV is a family-owned and operated business with over 20 years of experience, helping you feel protected. Our strategic placement of security cameras captures every corner of your property and every point of entry so your view is seamless. Our CCTV designers consider every environmental condition, from fluorescent lighting to high traffic areas, delivering high quality video surveillance in every situation. Our systems are custom built to ensure all the components work together, providing a high quality, reliable performance to guarantee the safety of your property. Enjoy the benefits of viewing your camera system throughout your home from work or a cell phone. When you work with Pro Surveillance CCTV, you own the system. There are no monthly fees or contracts. We carry all major brands or we can install your supplied equipment. We customize your security camera installation to fit your needs and budget. Serving New Jersey, New York, and Pennsylvania, call 732-642-0736. That's 732-642-0736. We are back, everyone. 
Voice of Freedom radio program. And again, let me give out our number, 609-593-9654, 609-593-WNJH. We've been talking a little bit about the economy, a little bit about our Governor Murphy. I read a piece, um, I believe it was yesterday, in NJ.com, and it was a very, very dramatic piece that talked about the fact that in the state of New Jersey, we are up to 5,000, as of yesterday at the the writing of the column, 5,368 dead from nursing homes. And uh, New Jersey and New York are two governors there, uh, King Snaggletooth, our governor, and uh, St. Andrew of New York, neither one has done a very good job in this. Uh, Both forced nursing homes into taking COVID patients. And uh, Cuomo is blaming the president, naturally. And uh, and, uh, our Governor Murphy is blaming the the nursing home operator. So, you know, they're both dodging, regardless of the fact that that they were uh, forcing the nursing homes to take in the, the COVID patients. All right. We have a caller. You are on the air. Otto. Yes, who's calling? This is Joe Otto. Joe from? Hamilton. Joe from Hamilton. Well, it's always a pleasure, Joe. How are you tonight? I'm very good, sir. I just want to tell you that it's about time that the Republicans in New Jersey have stepped up to the plate. And they're going to sue Governor Murphy and get the state open. I saw that. I saw that. And it, you know, and it's happened. It's happening in Michigan. Um, it happened in Wisconsin. And I think that's what we need to do. We need to keep prodding these guys. They have no sense of urgency whatsoever. So my, my concern is that the, the the liberal judges in the state of New Jersey will will do nothing. That, that's a major concern. Well, it's a, and it's a valid concern, but the, the, keep in mind that, that in other states where the governor has been sued, the courts have, have, de- have decided on, the, on behalf of those that are, that are bringing the, uh, the, the sue forward. Because, again, how, you know, just as, as we've talked about for, for, for the last two months, how long should these executive orders be good for? You know? They have to end. The party has to come to an end here, and we need to be opened up. Yep. And we have to get the casinos open. We're losing a million dollars a week in revenue. Yep. That goes to the state. We're yep. losing sales tax money in the state. Mm-hmm. And I, I realize the virus is real, but this is this is uh, not the way to do things. Right. Now, as we've said many times on this program, the virus is real. Our response has been a hoax. And I think we haven't done a very good job overall with the response. No, I agree with you. And uh, and we're now seeing, you know, we're seeing Florida, uh, you know, be very successful since they've opened. Cases are down, even though they said, oh, for, you know, the cases are going to explode in Florida and Georgia. And it's just the opposite. Hasn't happened. Or hasn't Louisiana happened. has not happened. Nope. And it's not going to happen. Yep. What happened to all the nonsense they sold us back in February and March that when the sun comes out and it gets warm, it kills the virus? Mm-hmm. Now it's not true all of a sudden. Well, now we need a cure. Now we're waiting for the vaccine. That is the well, that is the next, you know, the 
you know, the goalposts keep moving farther and farther away. It's hard to kick an 80-yard field goal. <laughs> typical, typical Democrats. Yep. Typical Democrats. Yep. This is what they do. This is how they All do. right. Thank you, buddy. Joe, always great to hear from you. And Talk stay you stay well. All right. Thank you. Bye. You are on the air. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we had a caller. I thought it was our guest to, tonight. We're waiting on uh, Freeholder Bertino to call in, and, and we'll try to leave the lines open for Freeholder Bertino to call in. Uh, he should be calling in any minute. But uh, as we were saying before, the uh, the NJ.com piece on Governor Murphy was uh, was really dramatic, and it talked about the significant number of deaths both in New Jersey and New York, uh, that have taken place in the nursing homes. And uh, these, 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 these are at the feet of the governors who forced these nursing homes into taking in COVID patients. There's no doubt about it. All right. I think we have our, our guest on the air. No, unfortunately, no? it was the gentleman, the very first call, and unfortunately, I dropped him. All right. Um, if this is you calling, unfortunately, as the station owner, owner I am just going to keep dropping you. So be prepared. Oh, we have a little controversy tonight. We are waiting on our guest, Freeholder Bertino, to call in. Go but, ahead. You're on the air. Hey, guys. How are you going? This is Freeholder uh, Bertino calling. But I would like to reach out to a caller you had a couple of weeks ago, see if he's still out there, because I am a frequent listener. So I understand the show. Have a good night. Have a good night. Don't don't take up our time with nonsense. Yes, you are on the air. Can I speak with uh, Dr. Hernandez, please? You are speaking with Dr. Hernandez. Who's calling? Uh, my name is Spurgeon. I'm from uh, Midpah. Say again, please. Spurgeon. Spurgeon. Spurgeon Dallas. All right. What's from on me, and what's on your mind tonight, Spurgeon? I wanted to talk about the fiscal responsibility that the state and government has over our money. I'm a little bit concerned that them handing out all these people and all this money that they're spending is going to take a toll and keep my great grandchildren in debt. I I fully anticipate that you are a hundred percent right we are trillions in debt and keep and we keep handing out more trillions so yes your your grandchildren and your grandchildren's grandchildren will be experiencing great debt yeah i'm just also concerned that you know all these entitlements that these uh people are getting uh you know aren't have money to back it up and uh won't be able to collect my disability, my Social Security. Uh, my wife and I are both on Medicare and Medicaid. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I get an agricultural discount for the Dumbleberry Farm I got down the road. And, uh, you know, I don't think that they will give me these credits that I'm due. It's, mm. uh, we keep just handing money out to everybody. Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. Sooner or later, that money's going to run dry. Yeah, you know, I just, you know, I don't believe in entitlements or anything for these people. I think you need to work for your money. But, you know, like I said, I think I'm, I'm really concerned on uh, how all my, my checks coming in are, are going to get cashed if they ain't got no to back it up with. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I appreciate your call tonight. Thank you for listening.
Hashtag. All right, we're still waiting. Thank you for calling Geico. How can I help you? <laughs> uh, the, folks, as as you, if you, in case you haven't figured it out yet, we are live. <laughs> and as such, things things do happen in live radio. Anyway, um, we are waiting on our on our guest tonight, Freeholder Bertina. Hopefully, he'll be calling through at some point. You have another caller. You have another caller. Yeah, all righty. You are live on the air, Voice of Freedom. Hello? Hi, I'm on the air. Yes, you are. Hey, what's going on there, buddy? Oh, things are fine on this end. How are things with you? Uh, you know, hanging in there as much as I can. Uh, what's on your mind actually, tonight? What's on your mind tonight? Um, this is actually um, June Hu from South Korea, uh, and we're actually laughing at you guys, you know, because your president's done such an awful job in the response. Is that right? All right, buddy. That's it. You're done. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. Yes, live on the air. Voice hey, of Freedom radio going? program. How you going, Dr. H? This is Mitch from Mullica. Mitch from Mullica. How are you tonight, Mitch? I'm excellent. I'd like to reach out to someone who called the show a couple weeks ago. Uh-huh. Uh, I believe his name was Tony from Wildwood. Tony from Wildwood, yes. So Tony, Tony, was a, to Tony was a good caller. Well, I'll tell you this. Tony's a great caller for what I'm looking to do right now. So I'm in a situation, let's say. There was a guy, he lost a bet, a fair bet, a legal bet. Uh-huh. And um, he owed me a little bit of money. You better, you got about, you got about 10 seconds to get to the point of your call. Okay, so if Tony could call back, I need a little help getting rid of this car. Uh-huh. Don't worry, it's clean. It's cleaner than my wife's beaver. Uh-huh. All right. Yes. All right, folks. It's just, this is crackpot caller night. This has to stop right now. <laughs> we do have caller ID, and I will start turning the phone numbers over to the local police department. Enough with the profanity and everything else. If you if you call if you call you're gonna you're not gonna be on the air for for long. So bring something to the table, folks. Yes, live on the air, Voice of Freedom. Hello, Mark from Mantua. Mark from Mantua. You know what? Finally, Mark, I've had nothing but chooches uh, over the last over the, over the last yeah. five ten minutes. So I finally, know. I get a caller. I get a caller that's going to bring something to the table. And by the way, Mark from Mantua, you haven't called in about a month or so, and uh, yeah. and my producer Rick was wondering what what happened to you if uh, yeah, if you moved out of the country, you moved to uh, to oh. Wuhan, China, or something. No <laughs> <laughs> around, just occupying my time watching Netflix. Uh huh. So what's so, what's uh, good? Oh, by the way, I gotta I gotta give you big props tonight, as I always do. Because I know you recommended a show called Bosch to me on Amazon. Yeah. Uh, maybe a couple of months ago you recommended Bosch. Yeah. And yeah. I, I am on. I am finishing season two. It yeah, is one of my favorite shows. Outstanding show. Outstanding. Great actors. Yes. Great actors. So, great show. Great so I'm gonna, again, I'm going to give you credit because you, you, I don't think you've steered me wrong on any recommendation. Ooh, cool. Well, this time I think... I watch, you know, I wouldn't say this Academy Award, but 
the David Spade Netflix movie called The Wrong Missy is not too bad. It's good for a couple of chuckles. And it's a movie. It's not a show. It's a movie. It's okay, a movie, I'm yeah. gonna have to. I'm gonna have to pay it's attention about, to it's it. About blind dating and uh, uh-huh. you know, again, just some good laughter, and I think that's what we all need. Yeah. In this time of craziness, and I guess another point I like to bring up is like I was one of those uh, people that went out and joined the gym on Monday. Attila's gym and uh-huh. uh, did you? I yeah. Now you and weren't I, one I of those really people that they were giving tickets to in the parking lot, were no, you? No, I'm not that brave. I did it <laughs> and I did it for one day. I went in there and worked out. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I guess just to report to your uh, to your listeners, just is my opinion. I, I think the guys were doing uh, as much as they could and as best a very good job, you know. And uh, it's unfortunate because they yeah they everybody had their own spray bottle. Uh, mm-hmm. I felt safe. I'm, you know, 53, almost 54, so I'm kind of pushing the at-risk mm-hmm. group. And I didn't, you know, it was a little bit different at first, but I think from a mental health standpoint, it was it was nice to go into a gym and work out, and uh, it was a nice release. Sure. But I was only uh, I only was brave enough to do it one day, and once I heard they were going to start locking people up, I I bailed. Well, we'll so, see what happens uh, tomorrow. Been, uh, every day, every day with that yeah. is a is an adventure. So we'll see what happens tomorrow. Yeah. So that's all I got to report. All right, Mark. Always a pleasure to hear from you, man. Don't be a stranger. I will. All right. Uh, all right. Bye bye. Another call. You are live on the air. Thank you. Let me know when I can talk to our honorable doctor. You are on the air live. And in real time. Thank you. Hello? Yes. Hey, Mr. Otto, thank you for taking my call. And my pleasure. How are you tonight? And what's your name? Um, Where are you calling from? I'm doing very well. This is Rick from Hamilton. Rick from Hamilton, yes. And, and I thought you would be interested to know that I was watching a talk show today, and uh, uh, our uh, state senator, uh, uh, Steve Sweeney, was uh-huh. on talking and he was uh, talking about uh, what's going on in our state. And he requested from our governor that, can we see the reports that you're getting mm-hmm. to keep our state closed or, you know, under this order? I wasn't aware that Sweeney had pushed the envelope that far. That's interesting. Yes, yes he did. I know, he, I know he's been, you know, over the last few days, he's been pushing Murphy a little bit to reopen. which, which He is, has, yeah. and I was... When I was and I was very interested because this was more of a conservative uh, talk uh, radio show. Mm-hmm. But I was very uh, I was very impressed that uh, our state senator Sweeney came on, and he was saying that he wanted to see the reports. But ev- evidently, what I gathered is that the, our governor is not releasing his reports, so he is having doubts about this. Uh-huh. So they're getting so now they're getting a little pushback from not just the Republicans in our in our uh, state, but they're getting a little pushback from uh, Democrats also in our state. So I don't know what's going on with our governor, but uh, I hopefully that things are starting to move to see, you know, the reasons behind we're keeping our state closed, especially from our small businesses that are still being uh, denied opening. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to bring that to your attention. And also, I saw a, uh, a, a post on Facebook about our assembly person, Gene Stanfield. Yes. 
see, they got a bill going on, and I don't know if it's going to pass or not. It's probably, but, but she's supporting a bill by Assemblyman Bergen, uh-huh. who posted that they want to, they sponsoring a bill where a governor uh, uh, signs an executive order. Mm-hmm. They want to, uh, after 14 days, it has to be voted on by the houses to see if it's going to continue. Mm-hmm. And I hope that gains traction. Oh, it, it better, yeah. I th- yeah. I think and, that's and one that's, lesson that's, we've learned. <laughs> right. I mean, because this is like a totalitarian system. You know, I understand you have to have executive orders, like just what happened like uh, with the dam broken. Where was that, in Michigan? Mm-hmm that you have to bring executive orders, but you have to have some kind of control over this. And it has Absolutely. to be just not a one-person control. It's got to be voted on by the both houses of government in the state. Absolutely. I think that's what happened in Wisconsin. I think the, the, the courts there kicked the governor's orders out and said – there are no more extensions to executive orders unless they come out of the house of the, the you know, out of the, the state legislature. Exactly, and this is what they're trying to push in the state of New Jersey. Mm-hmm. But you know, it, it's it's democratic controlled, <laughs> so right. I don't know how far it's going to go. But the old saying is, you can't you can't make an omelet unless you start breaking eggs. Yeah. And you know, uh, our Republican representatives in the state got to start breaking some eggs, mm-hmm. especially with this out of control governor. Yep. No, there, that's, and, and I know she was a guest on our program a couple of weeks ago, outstanding legislator, and uh, and I know that she's supporting this bill, so let's hope it happens. Just great. I just wanted to bring you and your listeners aware to what's, uh, you know, happening. I think I think the worm's starting to turn. Yep, I agree. I agree. And, okay. I, and I think it's happening because of the people. I, I think the, it's the people pushing. Exactly. It's the people pushing these governors. It's not the other I, way around. Yes, we did our part. You know, they you told bet. us, you know, we don't want to raise the curve. We want to flatten the curve. We flatten the curve. Mm-hmm. Now we got to start opening up, yep. or there's not going to be nothing to go back yep, to. Yep, exactly. Okay. Good job, Rick. Thank you for taking my call. All right. Anytime. Have a good evening. All right. Bye-bye. We're up against the commercial break. We're going to take a break and be right back. Again, our number is 609 593 9654. 609 593 WNJH. And we'll be right back. Here's a friendly reminder from your friends at WNJHradio.com. Feeling the emotional and mental toll of the COVID-19 virus? You can find free confidential support at New Jersey Mental Health Care. You can call 1-866-202-HELP. That's 1-866-202-HELP, seven days a week from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. And for anyone feeling particularly overwhelmed, down, or maybe in a bad spot, help can be found 24 hours a day, seven days a week at the nation's suicide prevention hotline, 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-TALK. As a public service, WNJHradio.com would like to announce that the National Night Out Committee for Hamilton would like to let everyone know that they have rescheduled due to the current executive orders. The new date is Friday, October 9th, and is still being held at the Hamilton High School from 5 to 9 p.m. They will have all the same family fun activities, competitions, vendors, and fireworks at dusk. To participate as a vendor, or if you have questions, call Mary Young at 609 609- 
609-704-3131 or Trisha Donio at 609-567-2900. As always, the Hamilton Night Out Committee would like to thank everyone for their continued participation and support. Now back to Voice of Freedom with your host, Dr. Otto Hernandez. We are back, folks, and we finally have our guest tonight on the air, Freeholder Bertina. How are you tonight, sir? Otto, I'm doing excellent. How are you this evening? You know what? I don't think I could be doing any better. Uh, having a lot of fun <laughs> tonight. We, we've had a handful of really good callers and uh, a couple of chooches. But other than that, you know, it's live radio, so we're <laughs> we're having a good time. That's what counts. That's what counts. Uh, first of all, let me thank you for taking time to come on the air with us. And uh, let me ask uh, how you are and how your family is. Everybody well? Everyone's well, Otto. Thank God. Good. That's what I like to hear. Um, I know that we have a lot going on at the state level right now. Uh, tell me what's happening with uh, with our, our county freeholders and the lockdown and, uh, you know, what, what what's happening at the freeholder level as far as advocating to, to get our county back to business. Uh, no problem, Otto. Uh, I guess it's a couple of weeks back, uh, the freeholders working with the county executive and uh, also of our Atlantic County Economic Alliance uh, put together a planned reopening that um, Atlantic County would like to see. We submitted it to the uh, governor's office along with a lot of the other counties here in South Jersey mm-hmm. as they give them a uh, footprint and a, a guideline of what we'd like to see at least start the process. Uh, uh, we all recognize uh, that you have a state still has to run. We want it safe, uh, but uh, you, we, we can't continually uh, go along with a state that's closed and businesses are closed. Uh, I get calls all the time for businesses, and I'm sure uh, a lot of the other freeholders have been getting the same. Sure. And it's um, we want it to open safely, and um, we're advocating that at some point it can't stay closed. As everyone's recognized the ramifications, uh uh, uh, in the supply chain issues and and all that, they don't. This is something new that no one's really had the experience before, mm-hmm. uh, especially because it's in fifty states. Which is, right. you know, sometimes you have regional issues and you try to manage around it. Uh, this is completely different. Well, and, uh, so and, on the freeholder side, uh, like I said, we've been pushing along, and I know the county exec and uh, as uh, we've, I've done some meetings with the governor's office online talking about uh, issues in our region, agriculture, uh, business and industry. Uh, and I, you know, there's a lot of discussion. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'd like it to move quicker than it does. Sure. Uh, but everybody, I think, at the state level is really concerned about the health and safety of everyone as well. And, and, and rightfully so. And rightfully so. And, and I don't think, you know, as we've as we've said many times on this program and and others have said it doesn't have to be an either or. It's not a it's not a stay home or die type of situation. I think things can happen and we can start opening up safely and and uh, and using a, you know, tremendous amount of common sense. I was reading today restaurants in Florida are putting tables in the parking lots to to have greater space. Um I think there's all kind of ways to do this. And uh, and do it safely and correctly and follow the best practice guidelines. I think I think you're right, Otto. And you know, honestly, for small businesses and those of us that have been in small business, uh, you always have competition. You always have this. 
I have a little bit more confidence. I have a lot of confidence, actually, in small business to open up safely. Obviously, they don't want their clients to get sick. They don't want to cause a bigger issue. Um, and they recognize the responsibility and some of the additional uh, services, then some of the additional cleaning following, you know, our guidelines that have been set forth from our Department of Health. They, I think they can manage it in a, uh, at least a startup phase. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of confidence in a lot of the business owners uh, to actually start that process. And I think, and I think it has to happen sooner rather than later. We have Memorial Day weekend. Um, we only have, you know, a, a very short season, really, for our sure industries to uh, to be successful. So time is of the essence. I don't know that we can wait until July or August to say we're going to start opening up some of these sure industries and the casinos and so forth. Yeah, you know, Otto, I I think if last weekend's indication with a little bit of warm weather, mm-hmm. uh, what happened at the shore with the boardwalk and uh, and a lot of the people coming out, I, I think that the uh, uh, the time is coming for a lot of people that they feel comfortable. They know I know a lot of people that are wearing masks, that are doing social distancing, that are doing sanitation, that are cleaning. They're you know they're taking the steps to be to prevent themselves from. And and impact and impacting someone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's going to start to come, whether uh, the weather's pushing it or not. I think people are ready to start moving and living a little bit of their lives, but we want them to do it safely. Sure, Jim. Do do you have any idea, any indication as to when the governor will will uh, allow the casinos to start opening, even if it's little by little? I think that if you're looking and, and you know, as a, at the freeholder level, when I call and um, we call the governor's office, they always tell you, we'll get back to you. Uh, sometimes that doesn't happen as quickly as we would like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think with the casinos, uh, if they're using, um, and I know they're looking at Las Vegas and yes. looking at what some of the casinos are doing across the country, mm-hmm. uh, they need to open and Honestly, the state of New Jersey needs that revenue that the casino industry generates. Uh, or there, you, you think they have some problems now. Uh, they're going to have a lot larger ones. Uh, and I think they can do it safely. I have a lot of confidence in the casino industry. They know uh, their market. They know their client base. Mm-hmm. I think they can do some of this, you know, safely with, you know, spacing. And you're going to have right. capacity issues that you can't allow. And but I think they're smart enough to recognize they're not looking to hurt their client base either. Well, you know what, Jim? I think you hit the nail on the head. And I think that our elected leaders need to have a little more confidence in this in the smart folks that are running these businesses. You know, the, I saw what Vegas is doing, and some of the casinos in Vegas are putting up, you know, the, the, the plastic shields between the uh-huh. dealer and the players and spacing between the uh-huh. between the players and so forth. There are a lot of smart people that run these businesses. Put a little confidence in them that they're going to know what to do. Give them some basic guidelines, and then let them let them use their their ingenuity and their experience and their entrepreneurial skills that they've already shown they have in order to put some of these things in place. Absolutely, and you know, Otto, with a little bit of that, that guidance from the state, that they're telling them with social distancing, mask, mm-hmm. or whatever. Their, their Department of Health is recommending, I think these guys can adapt extremely quick, way faster than government's going to do it. Absolutely. Uh, because they have to protect their, uh, they have to protect their client base, right. and they got bills to pay, just like the rest of us. I, Absolutely. You know, I've had calls from uh, 
some residents that have been trying to get unemployment checks for six to eight weeks. And I think, you know, I, I know the issues with the uh, system that's inadequate, can't handle this kind of volume. Mm-hmm. Um, these poor people, as you, you know, and I'm sure you've heard, uh, they're just trying to eat and pay their bills. Yeah. So it's not a... Uh, they can, they need to move, and this economy needs to start moving forward. It can't stay closed. Mm-hmm. They, the issues that we're going to face may be greater than the issues, you know, of, 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 of people getting sick that we've experienced. And thank God, it's it's we're trying to keep it as as you know as minuscule as possible. Yeah. But uh, I got confidence in business guys. I always have. As an ex-business person, we adapt pretty quickly and see what we need to do mm-hmm. to satisfy our customers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree, Jim. Anything yeah. else going on at the freeholder level right now? Are there anything, I mean, I know obviously the coronavirus is topic number one, two, and three, but is there anything right. else going on that uh, you might want to have well, our listeners? Well, always the county government, there's always a lot, of, whether it's, uh, you know, as I'm chair of Bridges and Roads, so uh, we have projects in the 23 municipalities that some were delayed, um, because of the coronavirus, some of the construction was uh, hampered. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you're starting to see uh, a lot of these projects start to to move forward, and some of them have uh, you know some different issues that uh, we've had to take uh, that they can, can, you know the contractors have had to take. But uh, they're professional as well, and they need to get working, and they need these projects done. Mm-hmm. So um, drainage, there's a ton of them. Yeah. Uh, as far as uh, the county's doing some additional work. Uh, we got a grant uh, at this last meeting uh, from the New Jersey Division of Mental Health Addiction Services uh, where the County uh, Recovery Center uh, is going to, they received a grant of 126000 uh to reopen some of these services because I think, um, it's a, as you know, Atlantic County with 275,000 residents, mm-hmm. uh, there's some that do have some of these issues. And uh, I think, you know, uh, the county being able to step up and open this and add this additional uh, services to help these people that really do need it is going to, you know, helps everyone. And it's, it's, it's an expensive uh, proposition uh, for anyone that does have these issues. A lot of us uh, have members in the family. We know that may have had uh, uh, issues with, uh, with, with drugs and stuff and treatment. And uh, it's very expensive to do on your own, which, you know, but, you know, hopefully, uh, uh, these uh, new programs, these programs getting restarted, will help that. Mm-hmm. And you know, and the, the 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 funny thing is, as you're as you're talking, I'm, it's it's crossing my mind that there's a lot of stuff that's going on that doesn't just come to a stop because we have yeah. to focus on the virus. There's all kinds of other things that uh, that continue and and need our attention and need to, and need your attention. So there's uh, you know we. We have an agricultural community and, yes. uh, that uh, coming into a season, and it's uh, uh, there's a lot of safeguards. That just uh, actually, some regs that just came out uh, today, uh, finally that I've been hollering about for two months. Uh, but uh, the department, the Department of Health at the state, released some of that for uh, seasonal workers. Uh, mm-hmm. Gives at least the farmers a footprint of uh, how to proceed and um, to help them because. It's going to be a different season for everybody in business, yeah. including uh, our ag community. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, and prayers, hopefully, uh, um, our prayers are answered. These people get uh, the support they need. I'm because uh, guess what? We all have to eat. Yep. And and Atlantic County, obviously, are you know the farming the farming industry is a big part of Atlantic Cumberland County, Cape May County. So huge, 
It's huge. All South yep. Jersey. Yep. So, well, and it's important. Jim, I, I truly appreciate your call tonight. You've been great, very informative, lots of good stuff. Anytime, Otto, you do a fantastic job there. Uh, I enjoy listening to your program uh, a little bit. At the times I do get it, uh, I get to listen to you. Now you do a fantastic job, and I love to keep the door open to jump on your station again as, yes. as time permits as we go forward. Absolutely. We'd love to have you back, Jim. Thank you so much, and have a good night. You too. All right. Freeholder Jim Bertino filling us in on what's going on at the freeholder level in Atlantic County. And, you know, obviously for us here in Atlantic County, uh, the home of the home of the casino industry in in our in our beautiful state. But also and it's and it's something we don't talk about enough. And it's not and it's something that doesn't get enough play in the news. But it's the agricultural industry. Um, and how the how is the agricultural industry going to be impacted by the coronavirus? I was talking to a couple of farmers, as a matter of fact, in the last couple of weeks, and they're very concerned about their ability to bring in the, the workers that they do, and most of them use workers who work up and down the East Coast um, as the seasons move on, and these are workers that they have to find housing for and so forth. And how will the state allow them to house folks in dormitories and things of that nature that they normally have to do. So there's a tremendous concern from the farming community about how some of these regulations and the social distancing aspects of these regulations are going to impact on the farming industry this year. Again, something we don't talk about a lot, and it's primarily because the farming, you know, the, the, the farming industry in South Jersey doesn't really start kicking in until right about now. But we do have a big farming, obviously, you know, Hamilton, the blueberry capital of the world, which we love. We love our blueberries. Um, it's, a, it's a big part of our industry. So, all right. I think we have probably our last caller of the night because we're running short on our hour. And you are live. You are on the air with uh, Voice of Freedom radio program. Hey, Doc, it's Tony. Uh, I heard I got a shout out earlier. I'm going to be real quick about this because I'm busy. I got appointments lined up, for uh-huh. tonight, but uh, if you could tell Mitch to uh, meet me at the Wawa, the Wawa on Rio Grande, I'll be wearing my. You can, you know what? Why don't you? Why don't you tell him yourself? Why don't you tell him yourself? We're not. We're not here to be people's uh, message boards. But you know, thanks for your call, Tony. Tony, don't be a stranger. Call back next time when you actually have something to say. Ah, oh, I love live radio. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think so. Um, right. You the, got uh, four the, minutes, Doc. Well, let's see. We have uh, in my notes today. I was going to talk about some of our governors, but I, you know, and and I like to have my dipshit governor of the week award. Last week, the dipshit governor of the week was uh, Governor Wolf of Pennsylvania for uh, calling people cowards and deserters. Uh, but I think I think my dipshit governor of the week award this week is actually going to go to a mayor and not a governor. And it's not the mayor of New York, by the way. The mayor. It's not not the mayor of New York. It's not the mayor of New York. It's the mayor of Los Angeles. Ooh, I thought you were going to go with Chicago. No, 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 no. Well, the mayor of Chicago probably could win it every week. She's always in the running every week. But the mayor of L.A. this week, and I know we've been hearing, you know, some of these these 
you know, and we could probably have another contest every week. Who has the most ridiculous rule, you know, about what you can do and what you can't do. The mayor of Los Angeles this week came out with a bunch of rules about beach going and what you could do on the beach and what you couldn't do on the beach. And uh, and this was actually in a, in a live program where he's standing in front of a camera and saying, um, when you're on the beach, you can walk on the wet sand, but you can't walk on the dry sand, which, you know, it's remarkable. Uh, he didn't explain, you know, you know, these these folks always like to quote the science. He didn't explain the science behind what the heck the science is behind walking on the wet sand versus the dry sand. So he wins the dipshit governor of the week award, even though he's only a mayor and he probably will never get a sniff of being governor of anything, especially with these kind of nonsense uh, regulations. And I thought we had a last caller, but, I, but I'm going to make this one the last caller because the one I said was the last caller had nothing. So we'll make this one the last caller. You're on the air. You are on the air. Uh, yeah, my dipshit of the week is you. Okay. All right, buddy. You this didn't is, this believe is. me the last time. <laughs> Your number shows up on our caller ID. It will be reported to the local police department for harassment now. We're not dealing with this. We're, we're not going to deal with it, you unfortunately. Have, you have upset my producer for the last time, okay? <laughs> uh, you had too much you, time. You know, you get to be famous for about five seconds, That's and that's not a lot. I mean, really, you know, that five seconds of fame is just not going to go that far. If you actually had something to say, you could be famous for a little longer because not a lot of people get to be famous on this program. But if you if you call up with nothing, you're going to be famous for about five seconds. So for what it's worth, it's not worth um, much. Unbelievable. Uh, let's see. What else did we have this week that was of interest? Well, we gave out our, our governor award, the dipshit governor award. We could probably give out the dipshit caller award to the last caller, but we, we won't do that. We'll, call, we'll keep it to the dipshit governor award. Uh, let's see. What else? Oh, uh, you know what? De Blasio, the mayor of New York, actually rivals Eric Garcetti, the mayor of Los Angeles. And, and this is also about the beach. He, first of all, he threatened that he was going to build a fence yes. along the beach to keep people off. And then he came back and said he was going to have cops pull people out of the water. He didn't want people in the water. Yes. Which, again, mind-boggling. Why would you not allow people to go in the water? There, I don't know how virus can spread in the water. I, again, where's the science? Again, these folks always want to quote the science. I always wonder what the science is. So I don't know. I, the, the, you, we, got, we got wet sand, dry sand mayor of L.A., and we got, uh, you know, you can't go in the water because the cops are going to pull you out, mayor of New York City, Bill de Blasio. And, and then the governor are, saying are, are we dealing do, – do, do we have the most mediocre, unintelligent, leaders elected leaders in 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 the in this area of the country it's remarkable i mean between uh, between just this area doc be, well the ones in this area are bad. i mean we got wolf and pa keep in mind murphy here st andrew in new york and then you got and you got mayor bill in in new york city 
So sure. that, that's four winners right there. But that's all the news we're saying. I'm pretty sure that in other areas of the country, there are more snowflake governors like we well, have. Well, Michigan, the, the governor of right. Michigan, uh, Whitmer is a beauty, the governor of Illinois. Uh, you know, he's we could we yeah. could probably do a show on him, right. too, as well. So anyway, right, um, I think I think we're nearing the end of yes, our program are. tonight. It's been a blast. We've had a tremendous amount of great callers. Again, thank you to to our, our guest tonight, freeholder Jim Bertina, who did a great job, and the uh, Voice of Freedom radio program. We'll be back next week, 7 p.m. Stay well, stay safe. See you then, folks. Join us again next Thursday at 7 p.m. for another edition of Voice of Freedom with Dr. Otto Hernandez. WNJH Radio, its owners and associates, take no responsibility for the opinions or statements made by the talk show host or their guests. Statements or show topics are not necessarily the beliefs of this site or the radio station, and opinions between talk show hosts may conflict. This site does not endorse anything as the truth. That you will have to judge for yourself. But we try to speak the truth on the owner's behalf and reserve the right to question Question the supposed truth. It is sometimes hard to get the truth, but we must try. It is not our intention to libel, discriminate, make hate, or annoy anyone. This site takes no responsibility for the opinions of others in the postings of comments in chat rooms or forum posts.